And even if I wake up and it's overcast, I'm like, it's just water, not acid. It's okay, right? People approach rain on their day like it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And we got to remember that we're like 70% made of the stuff. We drink it every day. We shower. It's not, it's not fucking death defying, right? Like there's nothing wrong with standing out there with an umbrella or a raincoat for like 20 minutes. It's fine, right? You're listening to the Imperfectly Perfect Weddings podcast, a show that educates, informs, and entertains couples planning their wedding. I'm Brendan Creaser, a wedding photographer from the Mornington Peninsula, and I'm sitting down with wedding vendors to share stories of past weddings, to hear the lessons they've learned, and how to make an impact on your day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Imperfectly Perfect Weddings. Today, I've got Joel from Barefoot and Bearded. Now, Joel, we go back a little way. Joel ran an exposed workshop a couple of years ago, which I attended, which was absolutely game-changing. He's kind of revolutionizing his own little business in the wedding industry. In fact, wedding's a little bit of a dirty word for Joel. He's calling them marriage days, or I don't know, there's probably a few other uh, adjectives and verbs thrown in there as well. But mate, thanks for coming on. I can't wait to have a chat with you today. Yeah, man. I'm super keen. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> no worries. So first thing I want to jump into, wedding. Wedding, it's gone. What? What's the deal there? What's going on? And what do you oh, like man. to call now? <laughs> uh, look, I still shoot what, uh, I still photograph what couples and what society would see as a wedding day. Like I still photograph them, but I'm just trying to get rid of that word out of couples, especially couples vocabularies at the beginning process of like the booking process, because it's like it's the it's like the whole um, philosophy of like don't think of a pink elephant. What the fuck do you think about? You think of a pink elephant, right? So as soon as I say the wedding word, you have this preconceived vision of how the day should look. You imagine a barn, you imagine hay bales, you imagine white dress and festoon lights and all that sort of stuff. So, but then we can't blame couples for having these big lavish events because we market ourselves as wedding photographers, wedding celebrants, wedding caterers. They hear the wedding words so much throughout their process. They don't understand or, or even think that there's another way to get married. They think that if you want to get married, you have to have a wedding. And the actual getting married part of the whole day takes two minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you go to a registry office, have an elopement, have a wedding, whatever, it's like the whole, the end day result takes two minutes, so what you want to do with the rest of your day is completely up to you. And these big lavish weddings, like for me is like, I don't feel, I feel very rarely represent the couple and their personal philosophy and their values within their themselves individually, as well as their like personal relationship with each other. So I feel like these days are almost like, yeah, just like sort of juxtaposing who they really are. And, and I don't feel like they're, you know, sometimes you go to a day and it's like, Fuck, this is exactly who they are. This is yeah, perfect. It's, but- it represents the pe- the people. And I think that's the important bit, isn't it? The day has to represent you and your relationship and what that looks like. Yeah. But a lot of people get scared to do that because they don't want to upset friends and family. Yeah. And I think it's a knowledge gap that you're trying to close as well. Like I, I've certainly, I've certainly learned so much from you that I've kind of mentioned to couples now as well. And I got a couple getting married next year that are like, we don't want the big thing. We're going to a registry and then we're going to have lunch and it's going to be amazing. I'm like, cool. I'm like further to that as well. Like if you want to, what do you guys love to do? Like Mm. what's your dream date? Mm. I don't build that into the wedding day as well. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, do you love going to the mountains? Do you love going here? They're like, oh, we met in Hall's Gap. Like maybe could we go for a hike? You can do anything. You can do anything. It's so much more freeing than people think. A lot of people get... A lot of couples get really nervous and stressed out. And that's because this wedding template, like the wedding fucking word creates this template of this checkbox. And there's all these fucking publishers out there 
um, and businesses that have this wedding guidebook and all these boxes you got to tick. I'm like, fuck that. Like the only one you need to tick is a celebrant. That's it. Everything else is completely <laughs> emotional and optional. We'd, we're not even necessary, man. Like I say to couples, I'm like, you don't even need to book me. Like I want to, I want to come, but you don't need to. Like to get married, you need to celebrate and that's it. And most of the time at the stages of booking a, a photographer, they're like, oh, we haven't booked a, a celebrant yet. I'm like, that's the one thing you fucking need. You <laughs> that's know? number one. That's like, numero that's uno. That's number one, you know? So it's, it's really crazy, man. But yeah, a lot of people get stressed out because they feel like there's expectation of what the day should look like. So then they go down this $60,000 fucking path when you think that you don't need that at all. So it's like thinking really, so my whole philosophy is like, I think a lot of people look at me as like a bit of a, a shit stirrer or like a lot of people definitely in the, in the wedding industry, see um, my business as something that they think is trying to destroy the wedding world. And I'm not that at all. I, all I'm trying to do is educate couples to think consciously, mm. creatively and meaningfully about like how they what creating a day that represents them. Right. And it's our job as vendors, if their day looks like staying at home and fucking watching Netflix and eating ice cream all day, and they want to do that, then it's our job as entrepreneurs, right. In, in the wedding world, whatever you're fucking offering, whether you're a florist or a hair and makeup, how can you create a service that will fit in with that day? Right. If they want to do that and you want to be a part of it, it's our responsibility to think outside the box to create something for them, right? Because our services are for the couple and not for our own ego and what we want to do, right? So it's like, if they want to do that and you're like, oh, well, I want to fucking go to a mountain peak and take fucking sunset photos. It's like, well, yeah, like we all fucking would like that, but it's their fucking day and it's your responsibility as a vendor to make the best day for them. And if that's what they want to do, you need to fucking come up with a way of how to make that day awesome for them and capture it or provide your service in the best way possible. So yeah, I don't use the wedding word, long story short, <laughs> um, but we can talk about like, obviously we'll drop it throughout this podcast, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to market them as like marriage days. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much to learn. And as you said, that that full wedding, what it kind of has typically looked like, that does make sense for for so many people. For so many people, that's still what they want, but there's little bits here and there that you can blend in and change up. Exactly. And exactly. and and I think that's part of this podcast as well. What I'm trying to get across to people is is a wedding day doesn't have to be this perfect timeline that goes to plan. It mm. can it can chop and change, and you can pivot. And weather happens, and something else might be thrown in there. And that at the end of the day, when you look back, it doesn't mean that it was wrecked or ruined. Yep. It was just different and it was just a day like any other mm. day how many perfect days do you have in your life exactly. your wedding day you know is your marriage <laughs> going to be perfect yeah, yeah <laughs> probably exactly, not man. so i think your wedding can can kind of represent that too so no yeah. it's, i love i love it where you're pivoting and i and i love that new style as well um thanks man man i want to i want to hear about kind of that that dream marriage day or, or or that epic trip that you've been on or or something that's just blown your mind and maybe mm. it was a, a turning point for for how you thought about them as well or yeah, mm. what comes to mind? Oh man, like look, so many. Like if I reflect back on my career of eight years, I've been very lucky to travel to some fucking epic spots like around the world to shoot couples, you know, getting married and engagement shoots and all that sort of stuff. So it's really hard because, you know, when you go to so many amazing places, obviously you associate like, you know, going there and being like, fuck, I got to photograph a couple there. Well, how fucking crazy is that? And I can reflect on it. And at the time it would have been the best thing ever, but then I got to reflect back on it with who the values, who I am now. So it changes all the time. If you asked me a week ago, I probably would have changed, but today of who I am, 
Um, the, the job I think about, it's really hard to go past. I did an elopement in, um, uh, in the Himalayas in Everest and I hiked for like six days from Kathmandu with this couple to base camp and they got married up there and then we got a helicopter back. So like, wow. Put that into a sentence. Fucking, <laughs> there you go. You know, like that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, and I can talk about all the moments that we had on the trip and how I almost thought I wasn't going to make it because I was getting so altitude sick. Really? And um, it was wild, man. It was a very emotional day. It was just them and me and, and the couple. And um, the, the whole journey to the day was like almost better than the actual day. Like the fact that we pushed through all, all the, you know, all the fucking hiking and eating just rice and drinking like eight liters of water a day and just trudging at like so fucking slow and then get to the top and get married. Like, I think that the whole experience of that was pretty cool. That's unreal. Um, so you had an end point in mind that you were hiking to? Yes. Yeah. yeah so we had okay. a hotel booked. Uh, it was called Hotel Everest. So we stayed there and like where the glass was at the end of the bed, like the big sliding doors, the sun would rise and you'd look at Everest. Like it was fucked up. <laughs> like it was so... Like I remember waking up sunrise and like looking out there and going, fucking now am I here right now? Like I'm taking, I'm- and now I'm like, this is just my job. Like it's yeah. pretty cool. So hiking in with all your gear. So food, camera gear. Yep. Did Oh, well, we had in- Sherpas. Okay. We had Sherpas carrying. Hand, of course. All- yep. So the only stuff I had on me was my cameras and as much water as I could carry. Um, and then we just stopped at tea houses along the way up and, and got food, um, as we went, but, um, yeah, it was just, that was just a fucking great experience. And then we woke up sunrise for their elopement. So I think we woke up at like four 30. Um, I went into their room, they got ready real quick. We walked out and I was like, Hey, I reckon this is where we should do it. Cool. Went down said some personal vows, just like in the Himalayas with these mountains that are just so like, have you ever seen the movie Avatar? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it looks like fucking Avatar kind of. Like when they're flying through that that world in Avatar and they look up and the mountains just keep going. And like that was like that. It was just phenomenal, man. They just kept going. And you're like, you can't even see the top. It's just wild. So um, so yeah, then they said their personal vows, things got very fucking emotional. It was just beautiful. Um, and then yeah, like after sunrise, because you you know, as being a photographer, it's like you shoot sunrise, this light starts off good and then it sort of gets worse. So we stopped, we went and had breakfast, we had a nana nap for like most of the day, <laughs> and then like just chilled out and just like just did whatever. And then we went for another hike at around two or three o'clock down to a village. Um, they were wearing all their outfits still. So we walk, they were like walking wow. through the Himalayas in the in the, like, their wedding gowns, pretty much. <laughs> I, what troopers yeah, like that's yeah, unreal yeah so we went they went for a hike and then we stopped at a tea house we had some lunch and we played cards so they're just sitting there in their wedding outfits playing cards because that's what we did the whole trip wow um and then we went for a hike when the light got good again and um got some photos more photos and we saw some highland cows so we went and Sick. played with them and then we went yeah. to bed it was great oh, that's <laughs> unreal and then you said yeah. a helicopter out of there so it was kind of the hike yep. in to the hotel yep. and then yep. back down to, to back down back to base out. camp is that where you kind of helicopter out to no 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 we, that... we helicoptered all the way back to Kathmandu all the way back there. to Kathmandu okay um, even that and that then... alone would have been incredible <laughs> Dude, like just flying After... through these mountains yeah just like, what the fuck like yeah it was wild it was that was really cool and like that's one of those things that was forever with the old sort of barefoot and bearded approach. Um, you know, I put out to the world that I really wanted to shoot one in the Himalayas. I always wanted to go there. I love mountains, all that crap. So 
as soon as I got that, I was like, wow, this is like a bucket list thing for me. Um, but that's probably not the day that I reflect on that is most closest to my personal ethos now. Um, but that's definitely like an awesome experience. And, you know, Ash and Dan, the couple, like they, they live in New Zealand. So every time I go over there now, I stay at their place. Like we're super close. They're awesome. Um, but yeah, the one that I, I mean, like I love shooting in Vegas. <laughs> I've oh, shot a few times in Vegas sweet. and with my new style and who I am anyway, that definitely resonates more with me and my personal culture of fuck this, do it your own way. Um, are they often Americans you're getting in contact with or are getting in contact with you that are looking for the style or are you flying over there with Australians or yeah, anyone? I'm flying over with Australians, um, which is awesome because then I'm on the same flight and I get this whole experience with them. And yeah, it's it's definitely heaps better for me um, if they're from here because then I can meet with them and all that sort of stuff. So both couples were, because I've shot two Vegas elopements and they're both from Newcastle where I am. Okay, so, wow, um, yeah. So we flew across there and um, yeah, the the second one was really cool because I got some time. We did an engagement shoot in Death Valley like two days before and we're driving like a Mustang with the roof down, wow. just cruising through. And I was like, guys, can I drive? So they let me drive yes, the Mustang. And nice. I had this dream that I'd drive through Death Valley playing my favorite album of all time, which is The Wall by Pink Floyd. And um, so we're blasting that with the roof down and I'm fucking giving this Mustang, like I drove it like I stole it. Hey. Like I was, I felt kind of bad because I was like, yeah. I hope, I hope they're not shitting themselves because I'm fucking hitting some corners pretty hard. Um, but that was like, yeah, that was awesome, man. And then we, they got married. Um, how, where did we go? I forget. So yeah, we they got married in the neon graveyard, which is like this um, place in vegas where all these old neon signs from all history are put in this oh, one area nice and you can walk through and it just looks epic yeah. so they got married there by an elvis impersonator nice. which was great that's so vegas um, isn't it you can't not so vegas. <laughs> um, and then we took the mustang and we drove out to uh red rock uh canyon which is like a national park not far from there went for a walk got some shots through there came back went to our hotel got quickly changed and then went to the fucking casino all night and just played blackjack and Unreal. gambled and drank and yeah, it was fuck we just got on it it was just that's like wild. a proper vegas night it was great yeah that's <laughs> um, so wild is yeah. this now i've heard that you did one year where you're in like 24 different countries and you took like 40 flights or something crazy is that during that time in your um, no so that no, was that was the, different that was the year after, but that year it was, uh, it was seven different countries, over 120 individual flights and wow. 75, 75 weddings, 15 elopements, 40 engagement shoots. Wow. It was, it was, and I didn't have anyone working for me. No, it was no, me. that's wild. Um, yeah. And that was like, obviously a great year of money and experiences as well, but yeah, it was not worth, um, this, the, the impact to my mental health and other aspects of my life that it took on me. No way. Um, that's but, not, that's um, no, that's not sustainable. That's, that's it's not no sustainable, way but sustainable. Look, it is, is for that? some people, man. Yeah. Some people love that oh, shit. They live yeah. to work like that. You know, I've met people in this industry that are like, I want to book as many as I fucking can do. And they just put their whole life into it. But it's like, that doesn't align with my personal values. You know, yeah. I like growth, freedom and family time. They're my top three values in my life. And um, the only one that I was sort of getting out of that was probably growth because I was challenging myself all the time, but I didn't have any freedom and I didn't have any family time. So it was like, it wasn't worth it for me, you know? Um, but yeah, so I, I think that was a good year. But then the one I'm talking about happened the year after. So I did a, a year of 
analyzing my business and tweaking some things because it mm. needed to be tweaked. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, did that one um, later. And it was good, man, because when I went to those these jobs now, um, after doing that hectic year, I made sure that when I was there, I was there for longer. So I made a little holiday out of it if I wanted to meet other people. And, you know, it wasn't like a fly 27 hours, shoot for two days and then fly back to the next fucking place I've got to go, you know? Like actually looking after myself and and giving myself a reward. Hey, you fucking booked a job in Vegas. Spend a few fucking days in Vegas. Enjoy it. You're here now. Enjoy it. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, and you feel guilty for doing that because you're on a work trip. But then it's like, no, man, like as long as you do your fucking job on the day and it doesn't impact the couple, have as much fucking fun as you want, you know? So I feel like we get so much pressure to, you know, you, it's a work trip, it's a work trip. And mm, it's like, well, yeah, mm, like, and it puts you in a certain headspace. It's hard mm, to get into a, into a holiday mode when you're there for work, but then it's like, you have these moments for sure. Like, and don't feel guilty on having that. So, um, but yeah, man, like, I guess they're probably, but then I've shot in like Faroe Islands, which is yeah. like my favorite place that I've ever been in my whole life. Um, I've been to, I did an elopement in Marrakesh in Morocco, yeah. done fuckloads in um, New Zealand, um, I've shot in the UK, you know, yeah. in Europe. So it's like, I don't yeah. know, it's hard to like, there's choose, a lot of but... career <laughs> highlights. Yeah. There. Kind of yeah highlights. Any, any of those days or anything in particular, it might've even been something in Australia that has just been one of those days where it just hasn't gone to plan where it's just, everything's mm. been against you, but you, you kind mm. of pull through. And at the end of it, you're like, that was kind of bad, but still epic. <laughs> well, look, I think like no, that yeah, like no day was like kind of bad, you know. Like no, they're, they're all they're all good. <laughs> yeah, um, I know you're not saying that, um, but the one that sort of pops out to me, and it was just, mate, it wasn't even really a big deal, but it was just, um, it was the way that it was approached was really beautiful, and I feel mm. like it was one of these moments in a day that was like seemingly the end of the day, the end of the world, right? Yeah, but then it was this really beautiful way of how it was approached and it may, it was actually the best thing that happened in the day. So um, I remember I was shooting a wedding in the Hunter Valley locally here and yeah. um, Jess and Nick, really good friends of mine. They won't mind me mentioning their names. I love them. And um, they had this day of oh, about 110 people at this wedding. Yeah. And the whole day we were like, Oh, do we do it outside? Do we do it inside? Cause there was this inevitable storm coming eventually. And Anyway, she was dressed, he was dressed, everyone was like fucking ready to go, right? And she's looking out the window, looking at the ceremony and it just started shitting down half hour before. And it was just to the point where you just can't be out there with an umbrella. You know, like I say to my couples all the time, and even if I wake up and it's overcast, I'm like, it's just water, not acid. It's okay, right? People approach rain on their day like it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And we got to remember that we're like 70% made of the stuff. We drink it every day. We shower. It's not, it's not fucking death defying, right? Like there's nothing when we're standing out there with an umbrella or raincoat for like 20 minutes. It's fine. Right. Um, So, but it got beyond that. It was like, you can't be out there. And Jess was freaking out because she's like, I've always wanted it outdoors and blah, blah, blah. She booked me who my style at the time was very outdoors um, and the florist was very outdoors and, you know, it was just inevitable that that's what she wanted. And so we had to, me and like all the groomsmen started picking up all the shit, moving it into this tiny, like this lounge room that was a big lounge room, but not big for 110 people. And she was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, look, just take a fucking second, have a drink. And I always play music every wedding I have. I have a UE boom speaker. And I walked into this room and it was dead silent because everyone was just stressed. Mm, yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm going to put a song on. You guys relax. And I put on a song. Um, 
have like uh, I forget what it's called, but have you ever seen the rain? Yeah. Um, I forget how I'm not going to sing it or anything, but <laughs> no, that's no. the song I put on. And um, I put it on. I left the room to go get some shit sorted. I was like, look, so I'm going to go. I'll be back in five minutes. I come back and um, Jess, the bride just looks to me and she's just smiling. And I was like, Oh, like, are you okay? Like, is everything good? And she's like, that song has just fucking made me realize that I don't really give a shit about where it's, I just want to marry Nick. I just want to get married to him. This is why I'm here. I'm not here to stand outside and do it. I'm here because I love Nick and I'm fucking, I want to get married to him. And like, it was this, and she just came up and gave me this huge hug. And she's like, fucking thank you so much. Like, this is the best thing. And the whole bridal party was just fucking ant from then on. And we were like, oh, good, cool. Let's do it. And it was in the middle of summer in this tiny room. So we, she had to like push through this lounge room to as the aisle, which wasn't ideal for what she wanted, but she was just so excited. Everyone's giving her hugs as she's walking past and, and the gap from the bridal party to like the guest was like a meter. So I'm like standing in the front row, just trying to get shots. And there's some people outside the lounge room looking through the window. There's big fans going off. Like, you know, if you took it, like the photos from it is like, fuck, that looks like hell. But the energy was just so high. You know, the energy was just so beautiful in that moment because everyone was just like, let's just get them married. We'll get fucking pissed later, you know? Yeah. And it, it's such it, a, it it's such a be, shift in like your, your, your mental state as well of, of, oh, have this dream and this and that. And then, mm. as you said, no, let's just get married. How good it was is the that? best thing that happened. Like, and that one, that wedding got featured in Hallow May magazine months to come. And uh, they got asked, what was your best part of the day? And I read it because I was like, oh, I'm really interested. And she goes, oh, when I was getting ready, it started raining. Our photographer, Joel from Barefoot and Bearded, put this song on and it changed my perspective on the day. And I've never been more excited to get married to Nick in my whole life in that moment. Man, I'm getting like emotional thinking about it. But um, it was was just so beautiful, man, because, you know, she, she went from just absolutely freaking out, stressing out to looking at this thing being as a, like a blessing. Yeah. And it was by far like, that was one of the, my favorite moments that I remember just because it felt really amazing. Like you, you feel the energy shift in the room and yeah, it was, it's weird to be grateful for rain, you know? I can totally agree with that. My own wedding, it, it was torrential rain. And similarly, we dreamed of this outdoor wedding under the beautiful festoon mm. and lights and everything. And same, we ended up in this cramped um, little barn and it was the mm. best. Yeah. no regrets i'm so glad it happened and and it's such yeah, a similar story to that like you look back then you're like cool that was awesome rain why was right? i scared yeah, <laughs> it can be I a feel, blessing yeah people people always freak out about rain and like yeah. yeah i understand why you know especially if you've been sitting in a fucking makeup chair for four to six hours getting hair and makeup done a bit of water is going to fuck that up but it's not going to impact you getting married you know no, no. and that's what people think about they i think there's two types of people that get married right there's people that get married because they genuinely think about the marriage, which is a lifelong promise and commitment to one another. And there's people that get married and sit and, and, but they see it as an event, right? Yep. That's yep. why. So like, for example, throughout COVID, you have shitloads of people that postpone the people that postpone. I feel like are the people that focus on the event, the people that don't postpone and keep the date and just want to get married. I, I, I feel like are doing it the right way. If yep. I'm being honest, because they're like, we don't give a shit. We're focusing on our marriage and that's what that's what's important to us. People who postpone focus on a day in an event. And that's I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that that's um 
yeah, I, I just think the marriage is more important than the, the event, you know? And so people that just go through with it regardless and just fucking want to get married. Like that was a moment in that day. It was like, we yeah. want a wedding. This is what we want. But you could see the shift go from focusing on the day to focusing on what was really important, which was the marriage. And that's what made that particular day so special because she realized what the day was about like five minutes before the ceremony. Yeah, you know? that, that most quick reminder. No, mm. yeah. Most yeah. people still just go, this is going to be great. Like, oh, I'm really nervous. Like, oh, we're going to do this after. And they're focusing on the event where she went from shifting her whole perspective on what she wanted the day to look like and feel like mm. to now going, I just want to get married. And that was, that was why I think it was so beautiful for me because yeah, it was like, it was just like, I feel like her perspective and her priorities went in the right spot just five minutes before the day. And it was, thank you. Thank you. That was perfect timing. That's unreal. Just as a side note, did it clear? Were you able to get out and about and kind of shoot some photos outside afterwards or? Yeah. So they had the ceremony. It still shut down for a bit. And I just said to him like, look, you know, we don't need sunset now um, because it's not going to happen. So when we got a break of like 10 minutes, we'll just walk out and it stopped for 10, 15 minutes. We went out, got some shots. They came back and yeah, that was beautiful. It. How good is that? Yeah. yeah. time, a- And that's a timesheet straight out the window and, and who cares? <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. yeah. Timesheets. That's a whole other fucking thing I can talk about. <laughs> Maybe um, a good time to finish then on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joel, thanks for coming on. I love those stories, man. The Himalayas that that's still in my mind. That is epic mm. that, that I'm yeah. going to have to go through the catalog and, and find some of those photos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, mate. Loved hearing those stories. Um, if you're listening, Perfectly Perfect Weddings podcast, that just sums it up right there. The most imperfect day can turn into your perfect day. So lean into it. If you can, hit that subscribe button. Love to see a review in there as well. Thank you very much. See you, Joel. Thanks, mate. See you, buddy.